0: Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on Wilk News Radio. Forty-one degrees and mostly cloudy here at five twenty-eight. Uh, I'm happy to bring on my next guest, Carrie Sheffield. She's a senior policy analyst for the Independent Women's Voice. Carrie, thanks for joining the Rob O'Donnell Show today.
1: Thanks for
0: having me. Um, so you you posted on Twitter that caught my attention. Uh, talking about China and how a lot of countries and corporations have uh, reevaluated their supply chain after the issues post COVID, uh, which is causing major issues in China's economy. Um, And my concern is with, with everything going on as they become more desperate with their economy, do they become more aggressive? And uh, and I wanted to tie that into your story. So tell us a little about what you found with, with your your story.
1: Yeah. So, Uh, The impetus of it was that I was on the BBC, and the segment we were discussing is the fact that youth unemployment in China has skyrocketed to the point where China was getting embarrassed. Uh, It was a record 21.3% for youth unemployment, and they got so embarrassed, um, and this is the population of around 16 to 24 um, is the age, they stopped publishing it altogether. They said back in June, oh, you know, we're just going to tuck this away because they didn't want these numbers to keep getting leaked out um, or just released um, because it makes them look bad. And so you're seeing this entire rising generation of Chinese young people who aren't able to get jobs. And so a lot of them are feeling very disaffected and they're doing what they call lying flat, which is just stop trying, basically. Um, and so that's really the sad kind of fruit of when you have the CCP running the Chinese government, um, which is, as, as I think, as you kind of hinted at, um, resorting now to even more um, just measures to control. Um, and I'm, so I don't think you're going to see, unfortunately, the economic turnaround that, that they would need because in order to do that, they would have to start having transparency. They would have to have Uh, More competition. I think also what you're seeing as a result of this is part of why the relationship with Russia is growing more and more cozy, that as the U.S. is divesting, um, that our investments are going more to places like the Philippines, Mexico, uh, Vietnam, China, um, Canada. We're moving our manufacturing to alternatives outside of China. China is moving to places like Russia.
0: Yeah, and even companies like Apple, who has been a main staple of the Chinese economy as far as manufacturing goes, are opening up other plants in other areas because of the the supply chain shortfalls that they felt during COVID. So they're feeling it all around.
1: Yes, no, and, and, you know, and it really stems from what happened with COVID, where we were really we saw how exposed our supply chain was that, uh, you know, up and down. We were so utterly tied into the Chinese economy, really dependent on it, and we woke up finally and said, I don't like this. Um, and it's something that President Trump had made an issue of in his campaign in 2016. Um, he negotiated trade deals where he you know, tried to gain more of an upper hand for the U.S. and um, I think recognized accurately the strategic risk that China is posing um, to the United States overall. I, I think his response on hong kong in 2020 which was really more of a non-response um was really indicative of his non-interventionist um reaction that it's that's you know hong kong's not u.s territory so he didn't really push back on that much um even though china was in flagrant violation of its treaty and and great britain didn't do anything and it was their treaty that was being violated yeah. so basically the west um yawned when that happened um, and it's sad because the people of Hong Kong deserve better.
0: Yeah. And to move that on to current days now, as China gets more desperate with its economy faltering, um, does this become a national security issue for us? Do, do they look, I mean, for the economic boom of war in, with, in regards to Taiwan and what they're doing in the South China Sea, uh, you know, does that get stepped up now to help fix their economy?
1: Well, sure. I mean, with Taiwan and Hong Kong, these are free market areas, and they have booming economies. And so, of course, they're going to want to take the engines um, and rev them as much as they can. Ironically, they don't seem to appreciate that the reason why they're successful is because the people are free. And when you have a command and control economy, there is always going to be a ceiling to how high your economy can grow. And that's where the need for freedom, the basic freedoms, economic liberty and civil liberties go hand in hand. And that's something that, unfortunately, back here at home, internally, our own movement toward embracing the same principles of command and control government um, are going to result in economic liberty and uh, catastrophe similar also to what we see in a lot of the South American regimes that are socialist in nature.
0: Something we definitely have to keep an eye on, especially as China simply becomes more aggressive in the South China Sea when it comes to Taiwan and their threats and stepping up um, their intentions. I mean, they're basically telling us what they want to do. Do we react or do we wait to react is the, the only answer there.
1: You're exactly right. And, and watching how we've responded elsewhere around the world and and the weakness that joe biden has been projecting the weakness in how much the um you know lack of just any coherent plan when we pulled out of afghanistan how we surrendered estimated 80 billion dollars of equipment to the taliban how we you know just incentivized putin when Putin saw that weakness that incentivized him to go in and invade Ukraine. And so this overall projection of weakness, the fact that we have the president of Mexico putting these ridiculous demands on the U.S. president is, again, further evidence of the projection of weakness. And so China sees that we have a weak occupant in the White House, and that's part of why they – I believe they are behaving more aggressive in the South China Sea.
0: No doubt. Carrie, if if my listeners want to follow your work, uh, both what you do and your senior policy analyst work for the Independence Women Voice, uh, how can they follow you?
1: Sure. Thank you. Um, I'm just at Carrie Sheffield. Folks can follow me there on the X Twitter platform and CarrieSheffield.com. I've got a book coming out on March 12th. Would love to connect with people on different platforms. I also have a Substack email newsletter.
0: All right, it's Carrie Sheffield. Again, you can follow her at Carrie Sheffield on Twitter. And um, look out for her book, uh, Motorhome Prophecies. Uh, I'll have you on before the book launches, Carrie, so we can uh, push it then again. Hey, I
1: appreciate that, Rob. Take
0: care. Thanks for joining us. God bless. It's uh, 5.36 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute.